I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hi everyone, welcome to the 101st episode of Beauty Bosses. I have the most amazing guest here today to celebrate with me on this august episode. We have Rachel Apfel Glass, the founder and CEO of Gloss Lab, which I'm so excited about because this is the modern manicure experience. And you know I need a new manicure experience, so you're the perfect person to celebrate with me on this episode. So Rachel, you're here to talk today on my podcast because you've done some really cool things in the manicure space. So I'm gonna tell everyone about Gloss Lab before we start talking. So Gloss Lab is a very cool manicure concept because your services at Gloss Lab are completely waterless they use a hospital grade sterilization system which is very interesting they're also cashless and it's a new york city based manicure service with more than 20 locations and quickly growing and what did i miss no i i I think you did a great summary thank you i'm happy to be here all right awesome so tell us a little bit about the high level overview of glass lab yeah, so I my background is I worked in finance, and I always felt like a manicure was part of my routine. It was an errand for me. The men in my office would get their shoes shined, and I would think this would be so great if this was a manicure. It was it was really just that part of my week. So started Gloss Lab really to create a brand in this space. And like you said, we have 20 locations, New York City, Texas, Florida, D.C., and we're really quickly growing. We're moving into franchise, so... Hopefully, we'll be gloss labs all over the country pretty soon. Did you ever want to call it glass lab? I get asked that question. It's very close. It's not really on purpose, but I, I should have in retrospect. I know. I like keep wanting to call it glass lab. I, it, you're not the only one. I get that all the time. Okay. Maybe you could have like maybe a little I should, offshoot. Maybe I should change it. Yeah, you could have like a little, maybe the, the clear only section. The, the clear, be, exactly. glass lab. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I love it. Um, so what made you switch from financial services to manicures? Um, part of me was crazy, but I had this calling. I've always been very entrepreneurial, and I've always felt like a manicure was just not done in the, in a way of thinking about the customer. So created Gloss Up really customer first, and then like you had touched upon, I'm a lifelong germaphobe. So at from really the ethos from day one with Gloss Lab was clean. So hospital grade sterilization, everything is waterless because water is just a breeding ground for germs and bacteria. It was something that I did on my own. I would go to nail salons to get a pedicure and I just wouldn't put my feet in the water because it was so gross. And when I started Gloss Lab, there was just, we took out the water. There was no need for the water. It's cleaner, it's safer. The, mani- the pedicure and manicure stays better, um, which, I believe that we're the first to do that and really the only one that's changing that part of the industry um, and also making it efficient. Everyone's busy. It's, you know, for me, a manicure pedicure is you want your nails polished, but the actual experience, it's so great if it can be quick and efficient. 
Yeah, I love that. So how long does it take to do a manicure and pedicure? I would say roughly half an hour for each service, but we have a lot of women and men that do same time. So a manicure and a pedicure at the same time. So you're really in and out with both in about 30 minutes. Oh, that's really cool. Um, how long should a manicure and pedicure last? Because I feel like the reason I never have a manicure is because I wash my hands so much at work that it's just not tenable for me. I feel like they never last as long as I think they're going to. So I, and I'm not really sure how long they're supposed to last. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I do think it's of course different for everyone and especially based on what you're doing with your hands and with your nails. Um, we have gel polish, which lasts about 10 days to two weeks. And then we have performance polish, which is really my favorite because it's strengthening for your nails. We have our own brand that's a performance polish brand, and that lasts about a week. I love your brand because I think it's really pretty and has a really good variety of colors. Um, and what I have always wanted to um, know is, do you see differences re from one region to the next region in terms of the colors that people prefer? Like, is one part of the country choosing reds and pinks and another part of the country choosing neutrals? What do you see? We see, you know, we, we see, I would say for the most part, we really see trends that are inspired by celebrity nail artists. So oh, really? celebrity nail artists will do something on their clients and then we see this trend if it's sort of lately we've been seeing something called the micro french it's like a french manicure but with a really skinny line on uh -huh. the top which is like sort of this modern twist on the french manicure but it's not really region specific i think given social media now it's like trends are everywhere yeah i see that also with plastic surgery because a lot of times i get asked in the media what kinds of trends I see in New York versus LA, for example. And I think that social media has globalized everything. Yes. That the world is one global economy and, yeah. you know, Fifth Avenue looks just like Via del Corso and that looks like Rodeo, <laughs> yes. Rode Rodeo Drive and, it's, you know, the Champs-Élysées, it's like yeah. kind of all the same. It's kind of interesting. That's interesting that you see, you know, seeing it the same way. Yeah. Um, what, let me see your nails. What kind of manicure you do know, you have? I, ironically, I'm a very boring nail person, even though I'm doing this and I sort of always have the, I, I always have my nails done. Like there's never a chip. I've always been like that pretty much my whole adult life. Um, the color I'm wearing though is called our OG Everyday, which is named because it's my favorite everyday color. And it's sort of this great combination of not totally sheer, not totally opaque, a little white, a little pink, but it's sort of just that perfect, like, I think, every day. What are your opinions about nail artists who are doing, like, really detailed pictures and things on nails versus kind of smooth swaths of color? Do you think that we're headed in a more artistic direction overall? Or do you think people are going to return to a more standard nail look? I, from what we've seen, I think nail, I think nail art had a, had a very, very big sort of wider moment. I think right now it's pretty niche and my hunch is it will continue to stay that way. We're seeing a lot of just more simple, more clean, where there are designs. It's something like a, a twist on the French where it's maybe like two color, two different colors for French instead of clear and white. 
Um, but we're seeing a lot more classic. Okay, interesting. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. When you were working in finance, did you quit your job all of a sudden and then have this period of time when you were building the business? Or were you kind of staying up late at night with your income stream currently going and starting to build Gloss Lab at the same time? And at what point did you fully switch streams? So I probably should have stayed at my job and worked at night on Gloss Lab, but it didn't exactly happen in that order. I have two young daughters. When I had my second, after having my second daughter, I was still working in finance and working very late at night, traveling to multiple cities, sometimes in the same week. And I felt like I had just sort of reached a point where I knew that wasn't working um, for where I was in the life, in my life with, you know, a a baby and a two-year-old. And at that point, I knew something had to change. And I'd always had this entrepreneurial itch. I'd run a business um, in business school. And at that point, I decided to leave finance. And as soon as I left, because I can't sit still for more than about two minutes, um, I immediately started working on Gloss Lab and building it up. Okay, cool. And did you decide that you were going to start with one location and make try to make it profitable or had it how did that look to you i did so i started with i started as a pop-up and then that pop-up turned into a full location one full location turned into two both of those i opened really on my own without much of a team and on with my own sort of savings i didn't fundraise i really wanted to open a concept instead of trying to raise money on an idea. So I opened the first two and then post COVID I did a fundraise and then with that fundraise we've expanded. Okay, great. Um, Are you guys in at a moment where you are profitable or are you still working up to profitability? We are our, our four wall locations which have been around are profitable. Okay, that's amazing. And, you know, as anyone who starts their own business knows, that moment where you make your first dollar of profit is kind of a huge moment. Yes. Actually, my kids often talk about lemonade stands, which I guess is like a thing. Do your kids ever want to make it? They love, I I don't know if it's this, like, Growing up in the city, it's like this fat, it's like the greatest like thing ever. They're like obsessed with lemonade stands, yes. right? Yes. And I am always joking with them. My husband and I are always joking with them that, like, when they make their first dollar of profit, we're going to be extremely right. impressed. <laughs> when they make more than, right. <laughs> they, like, really know how to spend money on, like, sugar and lemons and, um, you know, pitchers. But making right. your first dollar, making your first dollar, exactly, is really something. So that's really great. Um, What's your vision for the future of Glass Lab? So we, for the vision going forward, we are moving to a franchise model. So we we do have corporate locations, which we are intending to keep. And then my vision is to see Glass Lab on many, many corners throughout the country and possibly beyond. And then we've also launched product. So hand cream, foot cream, nail polish, and several others. That's so cool. Um, How much does a manicure cost at Gloss Lab? Basic manicure is $25. Okay, is that that pretty competitive with what what the market is like? It's competitive because that manicure includes long-lasting polish, which at other 
salons is typically an additional charge on top of the manicure price. And then we also have a membership model, which is unlimited manic- unlimited monthly manicures and pedicures, gel and regular for the month. Oh, is that pretty popular? Very popular. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like um, manicures took a hit during COVID and they're back now? Or did they not have any kind of um, inflection moment during that time? When we opened our doors post-COVID, we were flooded. People wanted to get their nails done again, I think more than they wanted to have dinner with their friends. They were (laughs) so missing a manicure um, that we really have seen it. I see it very much as this sort of recession proof. um, I don't even want to say luxury. I feel like it's just something that people do to feel good about yourself. You know, it's almost unlike you may get your hair done to go see a friend or go out, but your nails, it's like really for you. Like you could be sitting, and I think we really saw that during COVID where you're sitting at home and you just feel better if your nails are done. Totally. It's one of those things where it's part of a self-care ritual, right? Yes. I think that when you take care of yourself, you are kind of feeding the machine that allows you to do other stuff. And 100%. Yeah, I see this with stuff like, you know, eating well and exercising and, you know, putting on a little lipstick or, you know, brushing your hair. It kind of makes you feel like you have put yourself together and then you can be like a little bit of a better friend or a better mom or... A hundred percent. And I I do, I feel like it's just this one thing you can do for yourself and it's so empowering. You know, it's not, it's about, and I always say this to my team, it's not, we're not just giving manicures, like we're making people feel good. You feel empowered. You feel like you can take on your day. Yeah. Do you think conditions for manicures have improved since that um, New York Times article that Sarah Maslin near wrote a few years ago um, about the conditions that manicure manicurists were um, facing in the city? That, you know, there were so many problems with regard to the different things they were going through. Have, have things gotten better? I would love to be able to speak for the industry as a whole. I, I can. I can only speak to Glass Lab. Yeah, but yeah, but of course. for me, that was at the core of what we were doing from the beginning. So yeah. I read that article. It resonated with me as, as a customer at the time of these nail, of nail salons in the city. Yeah. And in starting Gloss Lab, it was really at the forefront for me that we were going to make this, you know, ethical standards for employees. All employees are paid fairly. We have guaranteed gratuity for all services. So technicians doing a service are guaranteed at least 20% in gratuity for that service. That was really important to me. Um, And just really feeling like they're part of this team and this family and that there's growth trajectory that technicians can go they're not just an hourly worker but they're part of a bigger it's a career and they can be promoted and become lead nail technicians and really be um, part of our team that's very cool because I think that they're you know I, I think when I read that article way back when um, I didn't realize how a little luxury could have so many different ramifications for so many different people. And I think it's really cool. One thing as I was reading more about Glass Lab that I really respected about your business model is that you thought through so many of those things. And I think 
Um, it is um, really great that you have integrated some of those institutional problems with an industry that can go in so many different directions. So thank you. Good job. Thank you. And I mean, obviously, there's so much to do in so many different industries, but I think that's a good step. Yeah. Um, why do you think people care about little luxuries? Like, do, why, why do you think people care about stuff like makeup and manicures and Botox and clothes? And why, why do you think we all care about stuff like this when we have so many more important things to worry about? I mean, I'm asking even about myself and my own yeah. job and more more of an existential thought exercise question but like we all literally get up in the morning and brush our hair and pick out what outfit to wear but why do we all care so much about all of this stuff to the extent that we make yeah. it a trillion dollar set of industries when we know <laughs> that we have more important fish to fry yeah I you know I always think about it like sort of that like put your own safety mask on first and I feel like, like I, I wake up very early in the morning because I need that time before my whole house wakes up to just have the quiet, be alone, fill, sort of fill up my own energy before I can give it to other people. And I don't think it sort of lets us off the hook for wanting all these, you know, pretty things and beauty and clothes. But I do feel like, you know, with a manicure, for example, I'm a better mom. I'm a better person at work. I'm a better person in the world if I feel good about myself and put together. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think it also makes a little bit of levity in an otherwise serious world. Yes. That we have to we also have to make it a little bit fun. Yes. Right? It can't all just be solving problems all day long. Yes. We have to also make it a little bit fun. Have some fun. I love that for us. Um, what are some of the funniest or most creative nail designs that you've seen that you've admired all around you? We have seen, my younger daughter went with her friends the other week and they all got different colors with a different fruit on each nail. So that was interesting. They thought of it themselves. Um, we definitely see, I would say some interesting seasonal nail, you know, nail trends. A lot of people come in with things that they want that they've seen online. Um, but I would say for the most part, people are majority is pretty basic nail colors. Can you do gems and stuff? You can. We don't. It's not our. I would not say it's our specialty, but we have done it. Okay. Cool. Um, do you think that you're going to expand into other sectors besides nails? I would say slightly into other things, but not not different, completely different verticals. I would say more as far as expanded products, expanded services that we're doing, but really focused on nail, hand, foot care. Yeah. I've always thought that manicures are interesting because there is such an intimacy about the act of holding another person's hands. And in a manicure, you're literally holding someone else's hands across the table. And um, in my plastics residency, one of the types of uh, 
surgery that plastic, every, every board certified plastic surgeon is also um, trained in hand surgery. And one of the types of surgery that I always enjoyed as a plastic surgeon was hand surgery, tendon repair, nerve repair, hand fractures. And one of the things that I always found very intimate about hand surgery was that you're holding another person's hand while you're operating on the hand. And I always liked that. I mean, I don't get as many manicures as I'd like to get, but that's all about to change with my Gloss Lab membership. (laughs) But um, I always think that that's cool about manicures, that there's an intimacy with a stranger. Um, And I think that it's very cool. You're kind of connecting New Yorkers and other people across the table. Yeah, I love that. So I think that's really cool. Well, how can people stay in touch with you and stay in touch with Gloss Lab? Yeah, thank you. So you can visit us at Gloss Lab, and we have locations um, throughout New York and several other states. All right, amazing. Well, thank you, Rachel. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. All right, and what color do you see for me? I have to say OG every day. Okay, it's coming up. Not very original, but coming right up. I like it. All right, no chips. It's pretty light.